0: Hello and welcome to Pacific Sound Radio, your go-to source for everything happening in the Vancouver music scene. I'm James Wilson and on this episode I'm joined with our producer, Mark Lengelbach, and we're going to talk about our favorite music of 2021. Uh, I don't know about you, Mark, but this year was a little bit less crappy than 2020. Still not amazing, but there's plenty of great music that came out to, to enjoy yeah i guess without further ado well before we get into i'll, I'll kind of give our listeners an idea of what the format's going to be uh and how we made our selection so we're going to be covering a mix of local uh art releases by bc based artists some a couple of canadian releases and a handful of international releases so we've got some albums by australian artists german artists american good mix of stuff what we will and we'll be covering about ten albums in total. So we've got three local picks, three Canadian picks, and four international picks. Before we get into all of that, though, we're going to cover some honorable mentions because lots of great stuff that came out. It was honestly really hard to come up to to narrow everything down. There's so many other albums that I'd love to love to talk about, but we gotta gotta keep this within keep this reasonable. On that note, we'll go over some honorable mentions. So the first honorable mention I want to talk about was or is, uh, Two Half Words by Sam Tudor. This, I would say, is the best record to date from this Vancouver-based indie folk singer, songwriter, and producer. Uh, Tudor utilizes a combo of electronic and organic instrumentation to create a melancholic and quietly beautiful atmosphere. And correct me if I'm wrong, Mark, that was your favorite local release of the year, right?
1: I mean, that Dossie album.
0: Might be now. Well, don't get too uh, <laughs> too but, uh, ahead of me, but
1: but yeah, this one was it was amazing. Um, we interviewed the guy, mm-hmm. and I just do the producing, so I listened to it afterwards, and it was just I don't know. I loved I loved how he answered the questions. It got me like intrigued to listen to his music, and then uh, uh, James sent me a bunch, and I I just fell in love like right off the bat. Super like emotional. I know he talks about how. It, he wrote the stuff before COVID, but a lot of people have the same similar feelings now that they've gone through COVID, because mm-hmm. it's kind of about, a little bit about isolation, cause, and about like introspective searching. I don't know, it's a, such a good one. It's definitely like an album you put on for the tub or a car ride with a nice view, and something you could like have supper with, you know, it's like a very easy going.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's a record that, can be you can play almost anywhere like it, it's suitable for yeah, maybe so not many
1: like a metal show but
0: well yeah <laughs> but it, it's good for a lot of the a lot of the quiet activities yeah for sure no, but it but it's not just you know it's not like it's not elevator music or anything no, like that there's no. a lot of a lot of depth to you know just the what the subjects that sam's tackling the um instrumentation the, the the production
1: yeah the production is spot on and yeah sam does it himself or
0: uh yeah well i believe he worked with like other people obviously for like yeah. the engineering and the mastering and stuff okay. like that but yeah, yeah. yeah then the ep- the episode we did talk about like how long of a process it was and how many different people he worked with too okay okay so i think you mentioned like with a couple of the drum tracks like different drummers run on different parts of the same song
1: yeah totally which is awesome.
0: wild all around great release. Uh, yeah, in narrowly, so awesome. narrowly missed inclusion in the local releases, but we'll get we'll get into that. Uh, another local release that wanted to mention as part of the honorable mentions is Panorama, a debut album by Michaela Slinger. The, uh, for me, this is a pleasant surprise find. It's one of the best pop releases of the year, from what I managed to listen to. Songs like "Masquerade" and "Too Good to Be Great" hit instantly in a way that reminds me of a motion-era Carly Rae Jepsen, who's also a BC native. I'm really hopeful that Slinger's able to catch on with a broader audience. Uh, to me, listening to the record, it's obvious that she has a knack for very accessible and well-crafted pop.
1: The production was great. It's punchy. It's like everything a radio hit needs to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the videos were all pretty cool.
0: Oh, see, yeah, you checked out the videos. I didn't yeah. even check out the videos. Yeah, I just I checked out some listened videos. to the album a bunch.
1: Yeah, it's cool.
0: Um Yeah, but I'm just uh yeah, it's just one of those things where I'm like I'm I'm hopeful ooh. that she's able to reach a, a broad audience cuz there's certainly a, a mass appeal to the music that she's making. So. Yeah. And that's well done too. It's yeah. well written. It's not it's not tacky. It's not
1: Yeah, it's um, got depth
0: to it for yeah.
1: sure. Um I feel like America she would do really well in. Mm-hmm. It's very it feels like a very American kind of music almost.
0: Yeah. You know. Good. Yeah. Mass audience, broad appeal. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But not, doesn't, and not that this is a bad thing, but there isn't any, like, there isn't a trap beat to be found. There's none of the yeah. trappings of anything trendy going on. Yeah, it's just like I,
1: you could even say it's almost like a little bit of older school.
0: Yeah, I'd suppose, like, maybe closer to, like, 80s or 90s pop.
1: Yeah, or even, like, early 2000s. Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: for sure. Yeah. Let's see. Kind of shifting gears a bit, this was a honorable mention from a Canadian art- artist. The latest release by Godspeed, You Black Emperor. God's P at State's End. Yeah, what a well, funny what title. What a title. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is the seventh record by Montreal-based post-rock juggernauts, Godspeed. They haven't lost a step, obviously, yeah. and their cinematic soundscapes remain compelling and thrilling. We're both uh, huge fans of the Denis Villeneuve Dune film, and we were both talking about how with uh, Alejandro Hodorowski's failed attempt to adapt Dune in the 70s. He had reached out to Pink Floyd to do the soundtrack, and with the David Lynch 1984 Dune, they had Toto do the soundtrack. And we were both saying that, like, man, it would have been really cool if they got Godspeed to do yeah. the soundtrack. And
1: Or even for, like, A Planet, at least. Or something. Yeah. Just or, if, yeah, even if they used multiple bands. Yeah. I okay. that movie could have used...
0: That would have been cool. Yeah, yeah like if they had, like. I Does mean, is
1: Godspeed stuff in many films? It seems like it.
0: I don't think they've I don't been. Think it is. I've heard. There's been other post rock bands who have yeah. absolutely heard in films. Like, yeah. Like Explosions in the Sky or, and This Will Destroy You. Fuck. What's
1: the first, the beginning song at. um, What's that movie? Mandy? Um,
0: oh, that's, uh, uh, that's uh, Starless by King Crimson. Yeah,
1: totally. That song's so
0: good. I love that song. Yeah. Yeah. That well, <laughs> when I saw that movie for the first time, it's a bit of a tangent. When I saw that movie for the first time, and like they used Starless in the opening credits, I'm like, wow, well, I love this film instantly. Yeah, <laughs> so, totally. I think a lot of people
1: thought that. Yeah, it was kind of this opening shot. It was like, this is what this song's about. You know? mm-hmm. It's like the beginning of something epic. Yeah. epic. yeah.
0: So I guess as an aside, like I really feel Godspeed. If they haven't had this hook up already, they really need to get their stuff more featured in films or like soundtrack movies. I'm surprised to- that they haven't
1: yeah if they want to who knows yeah. these guys seem like pretty like anti system
0: kind of people yeah well there's certainly a i like their it is funny they took a bit of a break between uh, uh like their first half of their career and the second the current half of their career and their earlier stuff was a lot more bleak and i find myself revisiting that less often than their more recent stuff their yeah. more recent stuff's a bit more it's melodic. really lush the tones are oh yeah yeah just the string arrangements just the interaction between the strings and the yeah and the guitars oh yeah um, it's a on lot, all their stuff it's a, a lot more like soothing mm-hmm. that, album.
1: Yeah. that album you could again totally listen to it in the tub Yep. Yeah. yeah or smoking weed on a hill or something oh yeah
0: yeah but yeah if you, you love post-rock it's godspeed you black emperor you've probably heard of them check yeah. it out yeah totally it's, it's rock solid this was this this next album was one that again like I almost made my international picks. It was very very close, but I'll explain which one substituted it when we when we get to that. But Cavalcade by Black Midi, stellar sophomore record by the delightfully weird English rock group. They've it you know this is only their their second album as I said, but they've evolved into an even more strange, disorienting, and exciting version of themselves. I noticed and really like. Was excited about the greater influence of progressive rock on this release. While this band continues to explore like really abstract corners of art rock and avant garde, you've got like jazz mixed in there. Like they, they at once sound like Primus and Slint and King Crimson, like sometimes within the same song. It's just, it's crazy. It's a lot of music at once.
1: It's definitely a style of music that you're like surprised they got any traction, you know? It's a, it's, once you see their videos, I think you're like, oh, okay, like these guys are on some other level, not just in their basement writing tunes. I, they're I, crazy. Tunes.
0: I think what helped was the the main the main vocalist. He kind of changed his approach to vocals.
1: Yeah,
0: a bit. He's still distinctive and he still sounds weird. It's the guy who does like the main talk singing. Yeah, John no, totally. fifty. Yeah. Um, but because he's uh with the previous release Schogenheim, he's a little bit more unhinged.
1: Yeah, it's uh, like it's intriguing it's weird yeah um but it's it's almost like watching like a foreign film you know
0: yeah well (laughs) that's that that's the the thing with like i wish i knew the vocalist's uh, name off the top of my head but he he sounds like someone whose first language is not english trying to sing in english yeah that's what his accent sounds like yeah he is yeah i believe they're all english speaking (laughs) people so so yeah but anyway, it's like if you're looking for some if you're looking for some some weird awesome art rock that it goes in all sorts of different directions.
1: Yeah, or just a crazy music video to put on at a party. Yeah, it's just
0: John Five. Just scare the hell out of people. Yeah. Get them all sorts of confused. Yeah. That's a great video. I'll I'll recommend that. With yeah, the, totally. For the dancing people and the Yeah,
1: that was like the opening pyramid. track, I
0: think. Yeah, it was the opening track. Yeah. It's uh yeah. It sets sets the tone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the final honorable mention. This is also an international release. Uh, this one also, I just I heard about through, you know, probably a YouTube video I might have watched from a music critic or maybe like a music blog or something. Uh, the debut album by Magdalena Bay, Mercurial World. Mm. This is easily my favorite pop record of the year. It's yeah. etheric, ethereal, it's sonically dense, but it's also filled with like catchy vocal melodies and synth hooks. I'd really recommend it for anyone into hyperpop or hyperpop adjacent artists like Caroline Polachek, Charlie XCX, or Grimes. When I say that, I mean it's like it's definitely more like alternative pop, Mm -hmm. but it's it's the sort of music that like is really easy to digest. What I mean by that is like there's more going on, so it's a lot more uh, engaging for me. Yeah,
1: you could tell that they knew a lot about music. It's I loved that album.
0: I love where it starts off and she's like,
1: wake up. And then at the end, she's like, you can go back to bed.
0: Yeah. It's like, I don't don't know. Like the last, the first track's the end and the last track's the beginning. Yeah,
1: totally. I would totally listen to that album a lot. It was probably one of my favorite top. Yeah. Out of all the selections, top five for sure.
0: Yeah. Again, this was another one where it was like, oh, just barely missed my, my picks. Yeah. I'm so So, impressed. Yeah. I was gonna say because you had mentioned music videos, the music videos for this band are like really fun.
1: Yeah, I saw I saw a few of them. They're like nineties
0: meets like Sailor Moon. It's like early internet was yeah. the vibe I got. It's like a time of the season. Yeah, time of the season. I think was the yeah or oh no, your fire that that video is fun. That video feels like you're just you're in cyberspace in the early two thousands and the most like kitschy like kids. Cartoon block sort of aesthetics. is really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So those are the honorable mentions. Again, I would highly recommend checking all of these out. There will be a playlist, and we'll be featuring songs from all of these albums. So uh, do not miss out. And again, all these were like they they narrowly missed our missed the the main list. But we'll start with uh, our first local pick by Dossie, "Satin Playground." This is an Asian-Canadian alternative R&B act led by vocalist Dossi Andrada, and they're making a real statement with their first collection of recorded songs. Their debut EP dropped just 11 days into 2021, and after my first couple of listens, I just knew they'd be one of my favorite releases of the year. They effortlessly blend lo-fi hip-hop aesthetics with refined musical chops. Singer Dossi is of course the star of the band though the rhythm section is rock solid and guitarists justin texan and nathan chan add a lot of texture and flair to the tracks i love the little details like the beat switch on sidewalks and the shuffling down tempo groove of summertime is done
1: yeah that was that album blew my mind dude like how old are these kids they look young yep they're amazing they know that how was, to play <laughs> that was one of the best albums i've ever heard yeah um, she had some flow that like kind of remind me of I M U R S. Yeah, everything about that album I was like, it's it's like I feel like if Anderson Pack heard it, he would like make these kids famous like tomorrow. Yeah. You know, it's oh man. I I I feel like if COVID didn't exist, these kids they like these these artists would be just touring huge
0: right now. Oh, this band especially, I think would yeah. be huge.
1: Yeah, I think I think the only thing holding them back is the pandemic right now.
0: Yep they rock
1: yeah if they had a good agent with that album you'd be like oh my god i heard it and i just was like i was just like i need to go practice i yep. need to like i need to up yep, like, my game you know really think about what i'm doing because he's this is unreal
0: yeah so needless yeah. to say i mean this is just an ep i cannot wait to hear uh their first full-length release like this is just like the start of good things to come for this group
1: yeah i hope that momentum and they just have a good enough support to to get through this whole bullshit and, mm-hmm. and freaking explode.
0: Yep. Uh, I'd say my key track for this one is I'll Be There. I love the sticky lead guitar melody and the jazzy swingin' drums. It's just like, it's... When you hear it, you'll get exactly what I mean with a guitar melody. It'll just lodge itself in your brain.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah, that one's a classic. They have yeah. a video for that one, no?
0: Uh, I don't think for that one, but... Um, Broccoli, that's yeah. a, that's a great video. Check out the video for that song. Yeah. Or broccoli, keep, Broccoli's Keeper, that's the one. It's yeah. a great video.
1: Yeah, that one's the total stoner trick. Yeah.
0: <laughs> My first Canadian pick is Ignorance by The Weather Station. This is a folk rock jazz pop fusion artist who I had been familiar with for the last couple of years. I'd heard of the odd single from them on CBC Radio 2, though this is the first record of theirs that I've listened to front to back. I'm definitely going to make a point to go back through their catalog, as this record stuck with me throughout the year. Tamara Lindemann's fifth release as the weather station is immaculately crafted and arranged. Uh, The music is a lush and engaging blend of 70s folk rock with contemporary jazz serving as the backdrop to Lindemann's intimate vocals. There's a lot of lyrics dealing with loss and grief and sorrow steeped in metaphorical references to the looming threat of a global climate disaster which adds a lot of depth to it especially since it is a fairly breezy and kind of it easy listening experience it's like it's easy to listen to but it's there's definitely some like deeper stuff going on
1: yeah it's got it's heavy Mm -hmm. the song separated the lyrics super strong yeah i think lyrically the whole thing it's very mature
0: you can tell Lindemann's been at it a while. A, a huge thing with with this release, and r- really what separates it from a lot of like singer songwriter solo records that you you hear or that I've hear, heard throughout the years, that there's like a consistently engaging inter- interplay between Lindemann's vocals and the backing music, with like piano and string melodies often taking center stage, especially on tracks like "Try to Tell You." Yeah, no, uh,
1: totally. This, I mean, this album lays heavy on the instrumentation the vocals are very well placed but the instrumentation is immaculate like very clean the drums so tight yeah it's just it's got like this like pop kind of uh orientation to it she knows what a listener is gonna want i think
0: one thing i did want to note was that lindemann co-produced played multiple instruments and was responsible for the string arrangements on ignorance and it's very clear that her skills as a songwriter are on full display here
1: yeah, it's it's rare you see an album that's so fully you know controlled by one person. It's nice to see like, you know, that album is a representation of more her than anyone else. That's you know? mm-hmm. very cool. You don't see that very often.
0: Yeah, it's a fully realized vision, and yeah. I I think you'll find with a lot of the albums that we'll talk about is like that's what I what I really look for. Yeah. I'm also just an album listener. For me, albums are like paintings or movies. Like that's what I'm drawn to. It's like something that's a complete piece, not just yeah. singles with filler tracks.
1: It always feels more cohesive when it's just out of one one mind. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah.
0: The key track I would recommend for this one would be Robber. It's the first track on the album. It features a theatrical build with a swirling arrangement. You know, there's like horns that come in and out. Um, and it really sets the tone for the rest of the project.
1: Yeah. I like that separate song. Good breakup, too.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think we were also like heart and tried to tell you. There's a lot to enjoy on this record. Yeah. Just totally. Give it a listen. Yeah. All right. So, first international pick this is Nurture by Porter Robinson. yeah i've been a fan of this north carolina-based electronic producer since the release of his first album worlds back in 2014 yeah this was easily one of my most anticipated releases of the year which honestly exceeded my expectations i remember he started dropping singles back in 2020 and it was just like come on when's the album coming out
1: is he just like a virtuoso piano player he
0: uh he did like an album release show obviously like to nobody because it was in the middle of pandemic but like he he has this own i i'll show you some clips later but he uh he like had his own like sound sound stage basically and he like really went all in with like the visual effects and like him just doing what he would do with his live show but to nobody yeah and like he's got the full grand piano there Nice. and he he jumps on it like multiple times cool yeah that Um, guy he
1: must be out of control yeah uh, and then is there a female in the band or is that just
0: i all new? i will get to that okay i sure. will get to that um i would say this is easily robinson's most personal and strongest work to date uh he's crafted a collection of songs with emotionally poignant musical themes or, or sorry uh he's crafted a collection of songs with an emotionally poignant musical through thematic through line uh, addressing like the quiet sadness of nostalgia that was something that i really picked up on this was just, I guess the, the best way I'd describe it to someone was like, it's really an album of uh, uplifting Technicolor electropop with instrumentation that at times kind of sounds like something out of a Hayao Miyazaki soundtrack. The whole thing just sounds gorgeous. Yeah. And you are saying, Mark, just talking about the vocals. His vocals really take center stage on this release in contrast to Worlds. Yeah. And there's a lot of creativity in the use of his vocal effects, especially because he uses pitch shifting. To, to make, make himself sounds... sound more feminine and vulnerable, so like wow. the vocals are all him, especially like the high pitched stuff that, like that very That's clearly cool. wouldn't be in his organic range.
1: I I thought it's funny you say a uh, an anime Miyazaki film. I thought it sounded like the movie Summer
0: Wars. Oh, I've been meaning was. to see that. That's, That's been on my gonna, list for a while.
1: This music remind me of that. It's very like it's very modern music. Like no one would have even thought to create that kind of music without the tools we have. Mm-hmm. And it feels like he uses those tools ex- exceedingly well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the whole time... That blows my mind that it's the female vocals. That totally... That's crazy. I love that. Uh, uh, that he is the female in it. Uh,
0: yeah, well, there's a song later in the album called Blossom where he basically sings like a tender, acoustic, guitar-driven duet with himself because he shifts between his regular voice and the pitch shifted feminine voice so good yeah
1: yeah that album was
0: great i'd say like uh yeah some tracks that i'll just kind of rattle off that like i just love like look at the sky musician something comforting comforting they really succeed in being optimistic without sounding saccharine or insincere that's the big thing it's like it is uplifting music but it doesn't sound forced or phony Mm -hmm. um for me like the whole album was a a pick-me-up of sorts because obviously you know this last these last two years have really sucked and it's been sometimes you have some really bad days and this record helped me out a lot it's more of a challenge in a way to write stuff that's like supposed to make you feel better yeah um key track for me on this one has to be get your wish uh there's that dynamic build in the verse before like the chorus hits like a cascading wave and it's just you just want to dance
1: yeah and cascading wave like the video
0: yeah (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, i definitely picked that up from the video but it's still the 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 imagery still stands it's like it just it smacks you yeah now this this is like this is the sort of electronic stuff i look for is stuff where it's just like holy crap yeah you made your own like digital world with all these sounds
1: and a live performance from him would be like a, a Like a huge performance. Oh, I'd probably
0: cry. I'd probably be crying the whole time.
1: (laughs) And and you'd be like, he'd be sweating on stage pulling that off. Oh yeah, he does a lot. That's crazy.
0: Just running from like console to console, yeah. Grand piano and shit. Yeah. 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 Fantastic album. Please check it out. It'll 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 brighten your day. I promise. Yeah. Um, It's
1: definitely like even if it's not your style, I think like watching him play live is. Is entertaining. and yeah. he's got some videos online. Like I would say, even just check out a video. It's it's really
0: cool. Mm-hmm. Porter Robinson, Urcher, yeah. Yeah. fantastic album. Uh, local pick number two. Shway, their second album. It's called Shway Two Cyber Soul. This indie funk unit uh, permanently delete any notion of a sophomore slump with this record. This is a great example of local music being quite literally influenced by the style and aesthetics of the internet. Not the band, the internet, the entity. The This band expands on their like inviting, carefree sound that they established with their self-titled debut by incorporating yeah. futuristic synths, electronic beats, and vocal effects.
1: And it's got this carefree kind of vibe to it, you know? Like...
0: Was that? Was that <laughs> no,
1: I thought you. I don't know, oh, the way you were looking
0: at. Oh me, yeah. That movie. No, I thought you had more to say. <laughs> yes, I agree with that for sure. Um, the the new Sonic elements that they that they incorporate, they all also, they they all complement. Sorry, I'm just like. <laughs> um, I was gonna say with the with the, all the new stuff that they incorporate on the album, it complements everything that makes the group so fun to listen to. Shui too's a a new direction for the group but at the core they're still Shui. even with the all the internet and and futuristic stuff that they reference like the the lyrics are really playful like they talk about like podcasts, NPC love and cyber sailing in a way it's not too serious but it's more just like hey the future's fun. We had Shwei on the podcast and we were even saying it's like oh it's like futurama It's like hey the future's goofy. It's not the scary thing. It's like Getting drunk with robots. Yeah, totally.
1: Yeah, great. I mean, right off the bat, calling an album "Shway Too." you know, chill dude, so you're going to come up with that one. Um, Fun guys to interview um, or listen to their interview. Yeah. uh, And I see, like, a community for bands like that a lot, like Good Kid from Toronto. I could see those guys playing with bands like Rain City or... um, five alarm fun, mm-hmm. you know i see yeah i could see a lot of a lot of bands they'd be perfect on a bill with and i think they do really well in town here too uh
0: and i mean the key track for me is really the song that just like pops off live it's uh, definitely sweat yeah it's the hardest banger on the lp featuring like just an earth shaking like synth breakdown courtesy of keyboardist jacob schwangheimer in the final leg of the track that Boo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo. Boo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo. it just it just goes ballistic at the end. It's fantastic. Yeah, this was another one that just like the first time I listened to it, I was like, yep, yep, yep yeah. you guys, you're already on the list.
1: Yeah, it's like throw this on at a party, you know? Yeah, yeah. This is definitely like
0: Yeah, these guys are great. This album's another one, just it's it's a lot of fun. That's the best that's the best term I'd use for it. It's just fun.
1: Yeah, definitely party music. I was gonna say it's it's like college rock, but like funk. You know, it's like something I could see playing on college radios and mm-hmm. college parties.
0: Yeah, they'd be like the hottest band on campus.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: If you want to learn more about Shway and their latest release, Shway 2 Cybersoul, check out our episode with keyboardist Jacob Schwinghammer and vocalist Jared Dobbs on PacificSoundRadio.com and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, and my second Canadian pick is lifeblood by brand of sacrifice this is the second album from toronto-based deathcore unit brand of sacrifice they've really upped their game with this release and are making a name for themselves within the extreme metal community the group's name is a direct reference to the dark fantasy manga anime series berserk which i am a fan of their music absolutely conjures the brutally violent and apocalyptic tone of the final episode of the '90s TV show, and this is a ringing endorsement of uh, of that '90s anime. the The ending is, uh, yeah, I can't even spoil it. It's so insane. Sadly, like it, the manga isn't even finished, and the original guy passed away before it was concluded. Oh, so it's like two proteges are like, okay, now what do we do? You left tons of notes, but they're like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> but um,
1: don't fuck it up.
0: But yeah, so the fact that this this band's inspired by Berserk is is really cool. It's a nice little bit of trivia.
1: The vocals are are out of. I mean, on that metal level, he's got everything. He's got the pig squeal. He's got
0: the. Oh yeah. Yeah, I like I gotta give a huge shout out for, to vocalist Kyle Anderson. He basically sounds like a monster, and he sounds he exerts like so much power and precision. And like takes in a, that
1: genre, I don't think you could ask for much else.
0: Yeah, like he's like he set, separates himself as like one of the best out there. And if anyone listened to our Krakoa episode, we we name drop Brand Sacrifice once or twice because they are that good. Nice. A, a, again, within the realms of this style of music. On top of the dual guitar attack and blast beat drumming, the band uses choral vocals, synths, mm-hmm. string arrangements, and other sound effects that really add a layer of like epicness and intensity to their already like just crazy, crazy, angry, aggressive songs. That the album itself, Lifeblood, it really feels like the soundtrack to the most relentlessly violent like fantasy movie ever. I'd love to watch that movie. In fact, someone should make that just like some anime movie with like just this band doing the soundtrack
1: (laughs) i'm sure there's something close to that out there there's gotta be i'd hope so i swear i've seen it yeah yeah they have they've got breakdowns so heavy that it feels like you're getting punched yep you know like they did they got a pretty good i mean like with any band in that genre they got a really good control on their start stops Mm -hmm. with the bands Mm -hmm. yeah those motherfuckers must practice like crazy oh yeah you know more than any other genre i think metal bands need that like everyone's there at band practice vibe because it's like it's like Poof. yep it's like you don't get that without practice
0: well that's that's part of the reason why i kind of realized that like oh shit i can't really roll with the metal guys because like i practice enough but like i don't practice enough well, to <laughs> roll be, with it's those guys with the,
1: i don't know unless you're to a click i know some metal bands Play just to like their in in their in- ears here they're like recordings and they all just play to the recording something like that I mean when you're trying to be that tight, it's
0: like yeah yeah you, you use whatever you can to like just pull it off mm-hmm. flawlessly live. yeah so needless to say, this is the heaviest album I listen to all year. It's definitely not for everyone, but if you have any sort of appreciation for extreme or aggressive music, I would recommend checking it out. Uh, Demon King is my key track. Uh, it's got te- uh, like tightly executed dynamic shifts, a disgusting breakdown, and really, it's a litmus <laughs> test for the curious listeners among you. It's like if yeah. you can if you get down with this, then check out the album.
1: Yeah, totally. But
0: I also understand if you're absolutely scared away by that yeah. one song because it's nuts. It's a lot. Yeah. Brand to sacrifice.
1: Bleah. Bleah. <laughs>
0: All right. My next international pick is Smiling With No Teeth by Genesis Owusu. This is the debut (laughs) release by this Ghanaian Australian hip-hop artist that instantly sets him apart from his peers in all the best ways. Smiling With No Teeth is probably the most sonically diverse record I've listened to all year. He perfectly balances a range of styles including experimental rap with Tracks like On The Move, Synth Pop, The Other Black Dog, and Drown, Alternative R&B, With Waitin' On Ya, and Soul, With No Looking Back. Yeah. With that, obviously he's pulling from a range of influences, including Outcast, Prince, and Gorillaz, while making his own unique Man, artistic voice heard with confidence.
1: I think people, anyone who sees that's like, that's sellable art. Whew. Yeah, uh, his, his vocal flow is out of control. Everything makes you want to dance. There's nothing right off the bat that would pull pull you out. I don't think you know as a as a music listener, I it would be really hard not to enjoy this album.
0: The fact that he is able to switch between all these different genres effortlessly, and it and it doesn't break up or just swept the flow of the album. You're like, no, nope, no, nope, this still works and makes sense together. Yeah, is like that's not an easy task, and not at all. damn, does he pull it off? Yeah. This is something I didn't find out until I did a little bit more research, but smiling with no teeth is actually a loose concept record tackling topics including mental health and racism, which I mean, especially for a first album that speaks to Uwusu's ambitions and creativity. Like, damn, the <laughs> way to swing for the fences on the on the first shot, just like I'm gonna do I'm gonna make my just slam my flagpole into the ground. My freak flag. I'm here. Yeah, the bandage is on my face
1: yeah yeah his image i was gonna say like it's like an orville orville peck uh kind of yeah guy. kind of thing it's like uh yeah and and then i think that's a really strong thing he can kind of separate himself from the artist too as he grows with mm-hmm. more stuff and if he does crazy stuff blah, 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 crazy stuff that can be like the bandage face guy
0: well and I don't know. <laughs> well and you picked up especially in the music videos because sometimes he's got bandage face and yeah. sometimes he doesn't within the album there's a recurring image of the black dog so maybe like that's the character the bandage face guy is the black dog i think the black dog's supposed to be representative of genesis's or wusu's depression and anxiety like a manifestation of that so that might be like that bandage face it Guy is the version of himself that he's at odds with, mm-hmm. which is really cool. I think that's a great like Jekyll and Hyde doppelganger yeah. sort yeah, of yeah Jekyll and Hyde too, yeah like, sort of thing. That
1: party animal inside uh, you, that person that wants to fuck up your life. Yep. What is it? There's a there's a condition. It's called
0: imposter it's like, syndrome. Imposter syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. It's like everyone has it. Yep. Yeah. There's a lot a lot going on. It is there's a lot to enjoy on this record? Yeah. Again, there's just that he, as I said, it's the most diverse record I've listened to all year in terms of just all the different styles that Usu is able to incorporate into the record while still sounding completely cohesive and also just unique to himself. Mm -hmm. I'd say the key track for this one has to be Don't Need You. It's a, there's a groovy funk number boasting a super catchy syncopated chorus and guitar. Like it's just, that once you hear that one time, it's going to get stuck in your brain and you won't be upset about that because it's so good. Uh, the last local pick that we'll be talking about is Escape from Planet Devourers by Devourers. I've been a fan of Jeff Kincaid for a couple of years now. His previous Devourers record, Iconoclast, was featured in our Best of 2019 episode, and this follow-up release does not disappoint Devourers combines club beats with glitch and chip tune to make a sound uniquely his own, much like some of my favorite le- electronic artists like Flying Lotus or Catronata. It feels with each release, the songwriting gets more self-assured and more adventurous. Grape Crush is a highlight for me with its incorporation of crunchy alternative rock guitars. Yeah, dude. It is kind of like Nurture by Porter Robinson that like the sound and vibe is massive and larger than life, but the lyrics and emotions are very personal and specific, and while... You know, everyone's got their own story and everything's got their own like little details that they throw in or that are like specific, of course, to them. There's the emotion that you you connect with. Another thing is that like even within this very specific and unique to himself sound that Devours has developed, there's also a lot of different stuff going on. We talked about Grape Crush, which you know it's got those great crunchy alternative rock guitars on it, but there's also songs like yoshi yoshi's revenge which which sounds like at once deliriously fun and spiteful with like it's pulsating beats and in your face like pitch shifted vocals it's like you get me up for your own friend for your for your true love drugs 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 (laughs) oh
1: god yeah i could just see partying to that music yeah i heard he was did they do the show with biff naked did that happen
0: it's happening okay cool. yeah, yeah sweet he's yeah. also uh supposed to be on the verboden um lineup
1: yeah, he, yeah, yeah I saw with a bunch
0: too. of like goth rock bands so that's yeah. devourers of course we we have spoken with jeff before he has another project well another persona the golden age of uh wrestling and apparently there's another golden age of wrestling record coming out in 2022 so yeah, Jeff is doing a lot, and uh, for me, like Devers is one of the most unique artists on our radar, and yeah. we're already stoked to see what Kincaid gets up to next.
1: Totally original, total like, uh, you know, I think he'll have his own super fan base.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I I'd consider myself one of one of his fans. Yeah, I really want to see him see him again. And it's been a while.
1: Yeah, that, we should do that Biff Naked show. That'll be sick.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, check that out. I'd say my key track for this one has to be Memoirs of a Stretch Hummer. It's because this track really crystallizes the mood of the album. It's got like a bouncy beat with like chirpy synths and heart sick lyrics. It's got just a good like good groove to it. And I love the uh love the new um costume design for Devours as well. What he keeps, is it? Well he's um you see the top of his head on the album cover, but he's basically mm-hmm. like kinda painted his head so it looks like the night sky. Yeah. He looks more like a wrestler.
1: Okay. Yeah. Because he used to have,
0: like, these outrageous, like, gigantic eyebrows. Yeah, totally, yeah. And, like, he wore, like, a wizard's, like, shawl sort of thing, so he's just changed up his look every time. Yeah,
1: he frickin', his getup is so good. There is something very WWE about it. Or not WWE, just, like, uh, wrestling.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right, and our final Canadian pick is I Lie Here Buried With My Rings and My Dresses by Backwash. This is a Zambian Canadian rapper who spent a brief stint in BC before relocating to Montreal, so... I guess honorably a BC artist, <laughs> maybe. Well, anyways, uh, this is the follow-up to her Polaris Prize-winning debut release with a long title as well. God has nothing to do with this, so leave him out of it. Backwash has generated a substantial amount of well-deserved buzz and critical acclaim through her distinctive blend of horrorcore, industrial, metal, and goth influences.
1: It's To me, this
0: is like new age
1: punk. You know, it's like it's noisy as fuck it's It's something that Like I contemporary
0: feel like... punk what you said new new age, you mean new wave? Like, new age is like yoga music,
1: okay, I don't know, like like the new form of what punk is, you know? yeah, like and you see a lot of music that sounds like this have like backing bands too now Mhm you know, it's heavy. it is it's screamy, it's like it's rap as much as it's punk rock, you know,
0: yeah, to me. That's the. I mean, like her previous record, Backwash has got like some pretty brutally honest and unforgiving lyrics, like rallying against like religious bigotry, racism, and intolerance. You know, as you mm-hmm. say, that's yeah. a lot of stuff that punk covers, um, obviously amplified by her inventive and unapologetically like aggressive beats and sample choices. Yeah,
1: and it's it's not talking about the topic in any other way than like supremely angry. Yeah, you know, which is which is great. Which is, like, yeah, 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 totally. That's what makes it like metal. That's what makes it punk.
0: That's Listening like to it. this, actually, it reminded me that and this is just kind of a personal side. And I'm not sure if I've even shared this with you, Mark, but the song that finally got me into hip hop and rap. I was very late to the game, but it was actually Yonkers by Tyler, the creator.
1: Yeah. And that was a vibe like
0: that. Yeah. It was for me. That was the moment I realized that I was like, oh, rap and hip hop can be as dark and as intense and as the hard rock and metal that I enjoy.
1: It also reminds me a bit of LP. Her oh style, yeah, you know?
0: very different uh, music. Yeah, his stuff's but... like
1: yeah, no, totally just her flow.
0: Oh, you mean sorry, I was there's two different artists named LP. One I was thinking of the the female artist who does like more like the oh yeah singer songwriter stuff, but there's also LP from Run the Jewels. Yeah, I meant that LP. Makes way more sense. Yes, yeah. absolutely yeah. LP from Run the Jewels yeah. for sure. But it, that's uh, I I actually hadn't even thought of that. Like yeah, Cancer for Cure by LP like. Yeah. gives me some vibes similar to that, that like kind of like really definitely like in your face, like industrial sort of beats and just like, I'm just going to yell at you for like, for a a while strap in. reminds me. Yeah. I mean, so uh, needless to say, I lie here is a angry listen. And from what I can glean from the lyrics, uh, justifiably. So considering the details that backwash goes into regarding their experience as a trans person of color, I, I will say the catharsis is what really resonates, like, like holy shit, like, even if there isn't like that direct personal connection, you're like, oh yeah, like I can get with like how angry this is, and like just the release attached to it. Uh, so with I Lie Here, I, I will say that while the record doesn't necessarily have a single, I my key track would be Song of Singers with its tribal beat scraping which oh, is like, fuck, like the yeah. metal grinding like industrial sound effects it got yeah. pretty messing guitar she textures a on it too
1: really good job of transitioning the sounds yeah that's that's where i knew this artist way and more was mature was something in terms of the, much deeper yeah and yeah i didn't even know she was you said she was canadian
0: uh from zambia originally okay so yeah. like immigrant
1: okay yeah. cool yeah yeah she brings a lot of
0: influence from mm-hmm. this one also has got a pretty good there are some uh there's some features on here and it's got a uh, the, uh another key thing with this track it's like it's counterbalanced by like a hopeful chorus by sad 13 of speedy speedy oritz which like maybe that's why i was i honed it on this one is like the key track it's like oh it's got a chorus on it
1: <laughs> yeah totally yeah
0: okay, not yeah. not that that's ever a prerequisite with any of these songs no but yeah yeah Backwash, off to a very, uh, you know, first couple releases, getting a lot of buzz. Yeah, great imagery. I that's that would be a neat show to check out. We had a chance to interview Backwash way back in May 2019, as she was a headlining act on a Vancouver independent music festival called Glitterball. You can check out episode 70 featuring Backwash and Biowana on PacificSoundRadio.com. Next international pick is. Wildhund by Lantlos. This is definitely a niche pick for me. And this is actually the album that edged out Cavalcade by Black Midi. Narrowly. I'll say very, by a very narrow margin. This is the fifth album by this uh, German alternative metal group, helmed by multi-instrumentalist Marcus Siegenhort. Like Porter Robinson, this is their first new release since Melting Sun in 2014. So, like, a seven-year gap.
1: That's crazy.
0: Again, pleasant surprise for me, as I thought the group might have just disbanded. You never know. It's like, oh, are they just inactive, or did they just break up and they didn't didn't tell me? How dare they not message me?
1: Had babies, but stayed close to homies.
0: Yeah, so yeah, but didn't have time for practice, which yeah. is, is way of many bands. just,
1: like, slow, who knows.
0: Yeah. Who knows? But they, they kept going, so I'm, I'm happy about that. This Lantlos actually has an interesting history, as their earlier records were much more rooted in black metal, with the band getting progressively more psychedelic and atmospheric with each release. Their previous record, which I mentioned, Melting Sun, was a spacey post-rock s- song suite. I'd actually really recommend checking out the song Aquamarine T- Towers. It's a really beautiful track. The band has once again gone through a musical metamorphosis, They're still placing an emphasis on atmosphere, but within, like, much more punchy and aggressive sound structures. It's
1: kind of like what Mastodon did. Yeah. With uh, that, what album was that? It was after, uh, no, it was Crack the Sky.
0: Well, Crack the Sky was pretty prog. Like, they had a lot of long songs. Oh, it was the one after that. The Hunter.
1: The Hunter, yeah. yeah. It was like they totally shifted. Mm Mm-hmm. You know. That's
0: actually a good comparison. I mean, not in terms of like exact Sonic one for one, yeah, but like kind of like the shift in yeah. in structure in terms of songwriting. If I was to describe Wild Hunt, it's basically, and I, I I hope this term catches on. If I can coin it, that'd be tickle my little <laughs> my little uh, music critic heart. It's a uh, I call it a dream metal record. The guitar work is aggressive, the rhythms are propulsive, yet they're counterbalanced by like these soaring melodies and colorful textures pulled from like shoegaze and dream pop. Like it's heavy, but it's really melodic, but in a way that sounds really like washed out. And like, I guess a similar band I'd mentioned, have you ever heard of the band Astronoid?
1: Nope.
0: I'll, I'll show you one of their songs uh, afterwards, but there that's a band where it's like super thrashy, like blast beats and stuff. But the vocals sound like sound like kind of pop punk.
1: <laughs> I, there's this power to the juxtaposition.
0: I know. I love it. You know, it's but, like
1: uh quality
0: shock value or it's just it it's the the counterbalance is makes it what's makes it so engaging Mm
1: -hmm.
0: that for me like the it sounds like the band has arrived at just a kind of a sonic identity familiar to fans of like deftones and smashing pumpkins and devin townsend you know which are some of my favorite artists uh and as a result it's like it's just it's a really blissful like thrilling listen and the production that's a huge thing for this one is the production just sounds huge it sounds like you're in like it's a cavern but like it sounds like it's it's
1: very like like enveloping you those prog bands out of europe are always my i love their production way more it's Mm -hmm. way less loud you know the tones are less distorted as fuck but everything's huge yeah it's it's i always call like you know, the loudness wars and they're on the other side of it. They're, yeah. they're, they're dynamically powerful. Like, like sting, you yeah. know, sting always <laughs> played with it. Yeah, and that's what this music is. It's there's, there's a ton of Irish bands and, um, British bands. Uh, and, and, and they're, they're German, these guys that yeah. that have that like super huge Prague, um, rock sound but they don't overpower it with uh a... i mean look at opeth yeah as well and when they they kind of dived more into the chill stuff
0: you ever listen to much porcupine tree
1: oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So they're you... american though right
0: no no dude stephen wilson's english okay yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: totally yeah no totally porcupine yeah. tree is the perfect stephen wilson is fucking amazing oh he's a genius like, i actually yeah. had tickets to go see him. i've
0: seen stephen wilson Ooh, he's really good
1: i've bet, man. Steven Wilson was, like, all I listened to for a
0: hot minute. He only played, like, two Porcupine Tree songs, but Porcupine Tree is back together, so... Yeah, you
1: know what? I actually listened to more Steven Wilson than Porcupine Tree. Really? Yeah, again, like we were talking at the beginning, I always love it more when it's one artist's mind. Whatever.
0: I I didn't look into this too much, and I know, like, they are a full band, and they perform live as a full band, but I'd be curious as to how much of this was written by... uh, Siegenhort himself. This probably stuff does it, feel yeah. like a full band kind of. Thing. Yeah, I gotta say, yeah. But I know it started off as probably more of a one man project. But I'd say that like, this is if you're if you know the bands I name drop: Deftones, Devin Townsend, Smash Pumpkins. If you're into those sort of explosions groups, in
1: the sky, explosions
0: in the sky. Yeah, if you're into shoegaze, post rock, the the really huge sounding like wispy spacey atmospheric and a rock i i recommend this album i think you get a lot out of it my my key track has got to be lake fantasy uh with its thundering riffs dynamic drum work and winding breakdowns it's i'd say probably one of my favorite hard rock and metal songs of the year although our last international pick uh glow on by turnstile so yeah, Turnstile, Baltimore punk rockers, they dropped their most experimental and compelling record to date, like bar none. Yes. Their hardcore roots are intact, uh, but they're the with this release they mix unconventional production flourishes and instrumentation that makes them sound like a band reborn.
1: Yeah, it's got a bit of that like Beastie Boys versatility. I
0: didn't even pick up on that. That's yeah. actually a good call yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and they like they really drop down like. They bring it back to the bass and drums. They bring it back to like barely nothing right before hits. Dynamic.
0: It's all about the dynamics, especially with this band, but just in general. Like that's so key. To be heavy. Yeah. Uh, Underwater Boy, the song, is a great example of uh, what they do on this record in terms of mixing things up. It features watery post-punk verses, chipmunk vocals on the bridge, and Dense, just chugging guitars on the earworm chorus. Yeah, it's probably my favorite song in the album. Yeah,
1: total, total, uh, surf vibes. You know, it's it, it's weird it's it's got a little bit of like this this California rock to it with with just how um, I don't know, like like the delay he uses constantly. Mm-hmm. There's always this like
0: Shh, well, the flange, like what do you call it, whammy bar guitars yeah. and, on like, the verses, yeah. Totally, yeah. yeah.
1: I think uh even though they are from Baltimore I mean everything's all smashed together now. Yeah. But yeah, there's west coast vibes on this album in my mind.
0: I'm not sure if you you picked up on this, but when it goes hard, I'm reminded of bands like Rage Against the Machine and Jane's Addiction and Helmet, but like totally. remixed for the 2020s, mm-hmm. which is cool because like Rage Against the Machine, Jane's Addiction, and To a Lesser Degree Helmet. Those are bands that, like, people have tried to imitate, but they've never, like, succeeded at capturing that vibe. And the record was produced by Mel Mike? I hope I pronounced this right. Melk Eli Zondo, who has worked with uh, a bunch of different artists. And this is, like, I'll rattle these off, and it's just going to sound so bizarre. It's like, he's worked with, like, 50 Cent, but he's also worked with Mastodon, he's also worked with Fiona Apple. And the whole thing, like, has... It has this from you know from all the songs like it has this, like dreamy like gloss yeah. over
1: it and then the, i got to say just the cymbal control in the production is huge like mm-hmm. people don't understand how massive cymbals make a difference in heavy music and especially this shit where the cymbal work is is massive and the guys just nailing the mix and and that's why he can bring it down to bass and drums and it's just like it still feels like a full a full four to eight bars until the, the rest of the band comes in, you know, you're like, you don't even, sometimes you hear dropouts and in poorly mixed songs. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, you're like, Ooh, you know, I mean, this one, you're, you're intrigued. And then when the band comes back, you're just like smacked in the face right again.
0: Yeah, I I was uh, definitely gonna say you you have to shout out a huge shout out to drummer Daniel Fang, and I hope that's his last name, uh, his actual last name. His technique is flawless, and yeah. another th- a thing bands I,
1: die for drummers like oh
0: that. yeah. A, a key thing that I actually uh, honed in on with when I was doing research was that he also did all the like drum programming, like he he does all the he picked out all the all the the uh, like. Uh, percussion effects like sound effects and stuff oh
1: yeah because they got some like throwback vibes to it with some of the sounds yeah and the what was that one song we're listening to and he just goes to the click to the like it's not cowbell so like clock and spiels or like
0: oh that'd probably be blackout yeah yeah which we'll we'll get to but like it's all over the place like you hear that under on on underwater boy you hear it on songs like endless and wild world like the drumming's yeah. just so goddamn good on this. It's it's the future of rock. Like, yeah. that's
1: what it is, you know.
0: Yeah, man. Like it's
1: so heavy, but it had everything that we missed from other
0: genres. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Well everything that like people are like picking up on. Like, you know, I I meant riled off a bunch of like nineties bands. This band kinda sounds like but like with like the use of like chip tune vocals and stuff, I'm also thinking like Brockhampton. Like, yeah.
1: what, what rock band does you know, that? Chip tune, when you say that, that sounds like it's going to be a bad. thing. Or not chip but tune. I mean, uh,
0: pitch shifted or chipmunk. Yeah. That's yeah, the term totally. i was looking yeah. for. I mean,
1: even, even when you say chipmunk, it sounds like this is going to be. It's going to be a bad. Oh, uh, you know that's like. It's not bad. It sounds great. Oh no, as we far talked about with that other artist who who did the female. Well, oh I'm Porter still, Robinson, still blowing my mind. He did it such a good job at making it sound feminine.
0: Mm-hmm. But as you said, Mark, I mean, uh, hands down, this is the best rock album of 2021. It's the perfect example, of trying and succeeding at doing something new and exciting with rock, yeah. which is a genre that's taken a bit of a backseat. You got to be cool. Yeah, sell it. You, you got to do something anyway. different. Yeah, that's the main thing. You got to be creative. You can't just like because you're working with meat and potatoes. Man. Yep,
1: you're working with meat and potatoes, and if and if it's not meat and potatoes, it's not rock anymore. So,
0: but you, it's about how yeah. you season the it's meat about, and potatoes. Yeah, it's about how it's about yeah. what meat are you totally, using, what type man. of potato and are you using, and how you using?
1: cooked it, and yeah. the time you left it in the oven, and it doesn't have to just, just be a stew. You, you gotta—it's it, it's all about to like exact calculations with this shit. And mostly, I think these artists don't know they're doing anything. It's just from the heart and they get it right they get it wrong yep. there's a million people doing it someone's gonna get it right
0: yeah and this and band these guys got it oh right. they got it right yeah and it's just like again because i was familiar with these guys and then followed them beforehand they're like oh shit this guy these guys are like a really good like hardcore punk style band but them like dropping something like this is like holy shit you guys are like
1: transcending yeah what you guys grew from oh to yeah
0: to create music that's like you
1: know Something no one's heard of. That's oh, a, yeah. your are charting. But also again, teaming up with a the producer they did, you know? Yep. Like it's, it's tough to grow without people helping you,
0: you know? Yeah. And just them being able to like chart brand new territory, especially yeah. in, you know, a year like 2021, like it's a rock, oh, rock it's, music just in general. It's, it's been 60, 60, almost 70 years now. And it's, it's been becoming a, a
1: hard thing to sell now. Like it, Rock music doesn't sound as good live streamed as as DJ stuff. That's just direct aux into your headphones, yep. you know. Yeah. And and to be honest, like recorded rock music always to every person who loved rock music, they always went to shows because you got a totally different sound live. Mm-hmm. You just can't you can't recreate analog, you know, perfectly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, and uh, let's funny you say that though because like the i think this band kind of like
1: oh dude they do what we're doing now they don't yeah. recreate analog no they give you a recording experience that you won't get live because they know that live has that hype oh yeah it so has on that the intensity album, they to have it. to give you that production yeah. quality that matches the hype yeah you know, cuz I'm not going to go see them and expect all those vocal
0: delays to be there or all the little percussion details yeah, to be there. Totally. Some of them, like, old, not all yeah, of them. Yeah, sure,
1: but I even if they're not there, the punches, the the breakdowns oh, yeah. and the build-ups.
0: Just the the in- live intensity. <laughs> yeah, that's, and the that's the what crowd.
1: You know, it's like I'm so unfocused on a million a million things. It's like, yeah.
0: Yeah. When just, you're
1: listening to album the, the band's thinking that your focus may potentially be 100%
0: on the music. So I just want to be able to mosh this shit, though. Yeah, God man. Damn it. <laughs> this
1: band, I would fuck up. Uh, I don't want to be sitting
0: down listening to this damn band.
1: Okay.
0: Oh, I was gonna say, uh, there's so many killer songs on this album, but my key track would be "Blackout." It's a just it's a driving, kick-ass melodic punk number. It's got like a Latin rock breakdown that makes you want to smash furniture, it's like that. Like seriously, throw throw that song on. And you'll just you'll want to break something in the best possible way, but don't. If you break something, don't blame it on us. Yeah, blame it on turnstile. Mm-hmm. but don't blame totally. it on Turnstyle.
1: don't blame it. Blame it on yourself.
0: Blame it on yourself.
1: Yeah,
0: we are not liable for any furniture you yeah. break. And uh, yeah, that's our list. I Is hope that the you enjoyed. Yeah, it's the whole Holy thing. smokes! Yeah, I hope you enjoyed uh, listening to Mark and I talk about a bunch of different music. Really excited for the new year and all the all the new stuff that'll be coming out. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, James Olson. Pacific Sound Radio is produced by this dashing gentleman over here, uh, Mark Lingelbach. You can check us out on Facebook at Pacific Sound Radio, Instagram at Pacific Sound Radio, Twitter at Pacific S Radio, YouTube at Pacific Sound Media. Our website is pacificsoundradio.com. And you can also check us out wherever you stream your podcasts. If you like the show, there are a few different ways you can support it. You can give us a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts, or your podcast platform of choice that lets you leave reviews. You can share this podcast on your social media, and you can recommend the show in person to your friends, family, and coworkers. If you know a local band or artist that you think should appear as guests on our show, let us know. Fill out the form on our website or send us an email to talkpsr at gmail.com.